is Big Daddy Ray. And this uh, is Herma from Seeking Beautiful. And you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Stick with the sick. I love how the visuals come into the interview. I love yes. you guys. It's I love beautiful. you guys already. <laughs> well, thanks for Thank joining you. me. I'm Bruce. This is my partners, Chris and Rena. Appreciate you. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Very Chris, nice to meet you guys. Rena, you want to start us off this time? Yeah, cool. Let's start with the visuals. Awesome. You know, <laughs> like I was just watching the video and you just like, you know, popped out of the video and boom, now you're at, at this screen and um. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit like what's behind it? Because there's definitely in the music, there's a bit of a Manson vibe, but with the visuals, you're you're kind of bringing some typo into the game as well. So can you tell us a little bit like what the relationship between the sound and the visuals are? Well, actually, uh, you're, you, uh, you're right with uh, Bob um, Mary Manson references. Since, uh, I mean, for this album, uh, in my opinion, I put a lot of Mary Manson since I'm, I'm a big fan of... Uh, of course of him and i kind of wanted to give like a darker industrial vibe to the visuals and also something more edgy than instead of what we did before um because this is a uh, an album way darker than the previous ones so um you know i i wanted to to bring a little bit of the shock value again to the band. And if we are not shocking enough, <laughs> I think you succeeded very well. Thanks. So where are you guys at? Where, where are you guys from? We are from Rome. Rome, Italy. Rome. Actually, you know, we're from other planets, but yeah. our, star, our, our starship crashed in the vicinities of Rome, Italy. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the starship landed. Yeah. 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 At least the good. Yeah. <laughs> so now that Starstruck is done and due for release, I guess in a couple of days, right? Like three days? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Are you satisfied with the outcome? And what has been the response to the singles that have been out? Oh, well, we are very satisfied, actually. And the response was amazing since now we just closed our Kickstarter for the pre-order campaign for the album and for the short movie we're putting together. And it went amazingly. So we are actually very surprised and, and happy of the results. And But I think we feel like it's not over yet because we still yeah. have so many things to do. <laughs> so much to do still. We still have two more videos in production. And uh, I, in one way, I'm so glad it's it's out, so it's done. Even, <laughs> even it's it's we've been working at a long time, and it, actually, the album was ready about eight months ago, and then we were just waiting for the release. But there was so much preparation for all the promotion to be done, and, and still we're doing that. Yeah, right. Uh, well, the video you, is yeah, the video is getting. Lined up? I'm Go sorry, ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. I was asking whether you guys have a lot of gigs lined up, like, you know, just aligning with the release or is it just the video production and so on? Oh, no, we're working on it, actually. We have a new European tour in September and supporting uh, Imperial Age. And we do have a few shows here in Italy and we're working on something huge, but still, I can tell anything about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. Actually, everything is happening so fast all, yeah. all at once and... It's hard to keep up because so many unexpected good things, which is yeah. good, of course. 
but you know we have to keep the pace and, and it's, it's a lot of work as you can imagine true that chris it is. What, what were you so the visual side of the band seems to be really important to you guys which is i find something that miss is missing in some metal these days you know um how do you guys produce your own music videos do you come up do you have an image consultant how do you deal with that kind of we, we do everything ourselves uh from the beginning that's what we always did and it's been uh, a very organic growth it just kind of happened with all you know the the movies that we like and the, of course the bands that we like and just the th theatrical stuff and we both work in the movie industry so uh, it's just it just came natural to us and uh, it began from necessity to to i mean to something that we really like to do actually it's yeah just well i mean that that that's kind of where i was getting at because i was like it seems so well defined, even from the presentation on the podcast to the video, and now you say you want to work on a short movie that you you have a Kickstarter going for that you just completed. Like yes. everything seemed very well thought out and well planned and put together in a package that's very very saleable. That's why. What's that? Uh, we are control freaks, so that's why. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's so, nothing wrong with that. No, Kickstarter yeah, campaigns, right. those are quite hard to finish and manage. So congratulations on getting it to, you know, the end. But what was that like? I mean, you got to really put a lot of time into that, right? Yeah, it's a it's a job in itself. You know, you have to put work every day a little bit or a lot, depending on what you want to do, you know. Uh, of course, uh, we're not as popular as, uh, as other bands yet. So it was great to see such a response because you know uh, it's one thing to say you like the band and another thing is to you know put your money where, where your right. mouth is so we, we it was you know four times four times the goal we reached uh, four times over so we're very happy that's pretty great yeah so did you make all that steampunky gear yourselves I want some. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I'm here like, where do I get that merch? <laughs> yeah, me too. So Yeah, we do we do everything, also our merchandise and uh, everything we do up by ourselves. Our state props and sometimes yeah, they get burned. But we, yeah. It's very much like a punk uh DIY kind of oh, yeah. attitude. Yeah, but in a, exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's very always cool. like even now with the label, they, they left us the, the freedom to keep doing that, you know, pretty much. So we're glad so, about that. What what was it like getting involved with Frontiers then? So like you guys are very DIY, very control freaky, and now you now Frontiers is involved. How how did that change change your perspective or did it change it at all? Well, it did change just in a in a good way because for the first time we got a team that's working with us, helping us, uh, supporting our ideas and, and promoting it and, and bringing promoting. it out there, you know, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a larger way. But as far as the creative part, that they left us complete freedom to do whatever whatever we're doing. That's great. We've heard that from quite a few Frontiers artists, where the the label just stays creatively out of the way. They just want the record done and on time. You know. 
it's, I know. Um, I mean, we know the guys personally, that they're awesome. So, yeah, yeah, we couldn't be happier at, at this time. So being that you're so theatric and you've got this whole image, when you're writing, are you writing the songs like how they're going to come across on stage or how they're going to fit in with your stage show? Or do you adapt your stage presence to match the songs? Does that make sense? Uh, I guess both. Yeah, I mean, not really, I would say. But uh, uh, at the beginning, the song is just a song. Uh, but then along the way, you just start imagining Imagine, your, imagine yourself playing it on stage. Uh, of course, being on the third album, you know that you have some older material that you're going to be playing also. So you have more freedom to do stuff that maybe you're not going to be playing on stage, but it sounds good on a record and it gives more variety on the whole thing. But on the other hand, this album was very feral in its uh, playing and writing. So I think all, all pretty much all songs are are free to play on stage if you want to, you know. Uh, gotcha. Rina? And I guess that sometimes when, when we all hear the, the song, the demo version of the song, uh, we began to some we we began to have some visual ideas. Right. And and sometimes we choose singles from the album just because we want to realize some kind of video that matched to that song. And mm. But that's pretty much how we did choose some of the but songs. But if you think if you think about it, we also write the song visually the way we also put the, together the, the lyrics. It's, yeah. it's all very visual from even if it's just sonic. But at the beginning, there's always a visual involved. The way I imagine sounds like colors. You know, I don't know if it makes any sense. Oh yeah. So I know yeah, that I know. your your spaceship has landed in Rome there. But what's Rome like as far as metal goes? What's the metal scene there? It's not a big metal scene, no. to be honest. <laughs> not, not, not compared no. to the rest of Europe, I guess. Uh, there, is a scene. there is a scene, but it's very, it's a niche. It's a niche market, you know. Uh, it's an older market, too, you know, compared to, say, the US or even England. Germany. Of course, we love playing our city because we can meet our friends and the people we know personally. But actually, uh, playing outside of our country is the thing that keeps al keeps us alive. Uh, gotcha. Because I think international uh, crowd is a little bit more into supporting the band and buying merchandise. And They're used to the sound, you know, to, to the kind of music more than Italy, anyways. Right. That makes sense. Especially yeah, it's funny because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Spain is, you know, completely different. Actually, has a music scene. Is is a big market yeah. for metal. You know, and you're just like neighboring countries. Clearly, very different countries in in oh, yeah, totally Actually, uh, I would say that even the northern part of Italy is more metal oriented in a way. Than if you go south of Florence, so Rome and going down, it gets less of a i mean like rome there's hardly any rock clubs you know so yeah really where it stands from yeah after the pandemic i think just two two left two or less so. two clubs left. i don't know if you guys just heard my heartbreak but it was pretty loud yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> but it's a big world you know and it's a big universe yeah so, right. you know, that's why we want to fix our spaceship to go we back have to run for the stars no matter what <laughs> 
So and I a imagine- limitless number of parallel realities. So, right. you know, we can, we can choose the one that fits us, Chris. Yeah, we have the multiverse. <laughs> I also imagine it's easier to tour in a spaceship than a bus, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why we need to get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have the same rule as in the, in the, in the tour the bus, bus that nobody gets to take a shit <laughs> on board the ship? Right, no number like, two on the ship. Stop by some asteroid to take a dump and then you can like, you know, Nobody takes takes the shit like in in the spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Rule on tour bosses. I'm sorry, Chris is embarrassed again. Again, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. But I, I, I was just going like, to say, just... I was just going to say, I have a tour friend uh, manager or a tour manager friend of mine. I always used to say, when you're on the tour bus, there's two rules: you don't take a shit on the bus. And when you pass each other, it's ass to ass, never cross to crotch. <laughs> I'd heard the one, I never heard the second one. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. But I guess so you guys don't want to talk about poop, so we can go back to the music, which is anything but. You know, it's a really cool single and it's a really cool video. So everybody go go check it out. And um, so what what's like the best case scenario for the album? Like if if all your dreams come true, what's going to happen? Well, I think uh, touring worldwide and playing the biggest festivals. Yeah, of course. That, that's worldwide. Coming to the U.S., yeah. come, come play in the U.S., that's for sure. On the top of the list, that's for sure. That would be great, but uh, I don't think anybody wants to come here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of us want to leave. At least don't take your kids and put them into like, <laughs> right. school while you're there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So I imagine that we look like a bunch of fools to people outside of this country, right? No, 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 actually not. (laughs) Really? No. Well, I've lived in Los Angeles for many, many years. Okay. I uh, I don't know. I should have the dual citizenship. So. uh, Oh, nice. Oh, cool. I think we are all into the American dreams. Yeah. So yeah, we're we. Totally can't wait to to play over there and, and visit and just travel around the country. It's a great country. Oh yeah, I agree. I love it in North Virginia. I will say that <laughs> the people here are great. Would I go? Would I go to Indiana? The answer is no. But other than that, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> well, I can speak for California, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. I'd go to California. I'd go to California. <laughs> Well, that's all I've got. Chris, Rena, you got anything else? I don't. I, thank I you. <laughs> awesome. I thank you so much for taking Fucking the time. Good luck with the record and the tour. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank for you so us. much. You guys, you guys rule. Hey, be well. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Love seeing you guys. Cheers. Have a good day. All right. Bye. 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 Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics 
um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>